And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always... I'm working on your financial freedom. And, and I know a lot of you are like, well, it's about time you put your butt back in the seat, buddy, because you were like gone. You were you were vacant. You were you had vanished. You were nobody knew where you were at. Where did you go, Al? Well, here's what happened to Al. And here's why Al has been off the air for the last, say, two plus months. Here's the exact reason why people care about me. You heard me correctly. People care about me. What? What do you mean people care about you? What What has that got to do with you not doing radio? Okay, let me break it all down for you. About, I don't know, beginning of July, it was after July 4th, I had an opportunity to have a surgery that I had been waiting for for a long time. Now, this surgery, and I, I've talked to you guys about this before on, on the show because I because I share everything with you guys. I do. I want you to know where I'm coming from because I think some of you can relate to some of the stuff that I go through and therefore it gives you a, a, a foothold in what I'm talking about. Does that make sense? Okay. So I had a surgery that was supposed to be eh, kind of a, a big deal surgery that turned into an even bigger deal surgery. What am I getting at? Back in, I don't know, let's, let's, let's say I was in my 40s. That's probably the easiest way to do it. I was still in the Army. I was on active duty. I was having a lot of pain in my neck and, and going down my left arm, and they thought I was having a heart attack, and only to find out that I had some issues going on with my vertebrae in my neck. And the best way to resolve that was to fuse my vertebrae C5, C6, and C7 together, make them basically one bone. So I went through that surgical procedure and I achieved relief. Now, I still had some some lingering pain going down the, the left arm, but it was a lot better than it had been. And after about a month of sitting on my bottom recovering, I was able to get back into the fight with the United States Army. OK, and 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 I finished out my career in the United States Army. A lot of you know what happened to me. I'm not going to go into that right now. But if you're new to the show, I'll just tell you that I tried to retire once in my life before I retired with real estate, and it was a dismal failure. Let's just leave it there and move on with the story. After I'd left the military, I was working for a municipality, uh, municipal government, if you will, and the pain started coming back. And I thought, oh, no, now what's going on here, right? So I go, I go to the doctor, and they go, yeah, it's basically the same problem. It's just your your C4 vertebrae to your C5, the, the disc in there, it's gone. So you're bone on bone. And I went, well, that's terrible. That's probably why it hurts so much. And the doctor said, yeah, that's exactly why it hurts so much. So the, what did we do? Well, we went back to the surgical table. And the doctor fused the C4 bone onto the C5 through C7 that was already fused together. Okay. And I spent about a month sitting at home recovering and then I went back to work. Okay. Let me fast forward to July of this year. I was in excruciating pain. I was, I'll just be honest with you guys. In June of 2021, I suffered a heart attack. 
And that heart attack was was a, an eye opener to me. It really was. And the doctors went into my heart. Well, actually, they went into the arteries around the heart and they checked everything out and they found a blockage in there and they cleared it all out. And then they put a stent in there and then they put me on blood thinners, not just one, but two blood thinners. And that was designed to make sure the stent wouldn't fail because if the stent failed, I'd have bigger problems. Right? I wouldn't be talking to you right now if the stent had failed. OK, so. I have to stay on blood thinners for an entire year, an entire year, about two months after that heart attack happened, I started feeling that pain again, going down my arm. And I went, Oh no, am I having another heart attack? What is going on with me? So I went back to the doctor and they said, no, you're, you're okay. Your heart's doing fine. We have some, some issues with your spine again. I'm like, Oh, now what? So they, they had me do some, some MRIs and they determined that, okay, now the C3 vertebrae needs to be added on to the other ones that have already been fused over the past, like 10 to 15 years. Okay. And the Friday before the surgery, the doctor called me because he had me do some additional imagery testing. He had me do a CT scan and some x-rays and things. And he went, Hey, you know that surgery we're going to do on Monday? And I'm like, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And he's like, yeah, well, we got to change the uh, the game plan. And I went, we got to change the game plan? What do you mean we got to change the game plan? He goes, yeah, there's there's a whole lot more going on in your cervical spine that needs to be addressed. And we didn't spot it until we had you do those additional imageries. And because you did those things, we were able to determine that not only is your C3 to C4 bad, your C2 to C3 is also bad. Oh, by the way, your C4 to C5, the one you had fused uh, several years ago, well, that never actually fused. And you actually, your, your head is literally being held on by two screws. Yeah, that's, yeah, this, this is the conversation I'm having with my doctor. Oh, and then he says, and down in your C5 to C6 region, that area where you had that first surgery, you've got two bone spurs pushing out and it's pushing right into your spinal column. And I went, is that why it hurts so much? And they said, the doctor said, yeah, that's exactly why it hurts so much. So what we're going to do is we're going to go in and we're going to fix all of it. We're just going to, we're going to fix it all, get it all in one shot. He said, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty intense. It's going to be a lot more intense than the other surgeries. Do you want to do it? And I said, I'm on board. Let's do this because the pain needs to go. I've been living with pain for, for like, since I've been 40, literally. I mean, what I would consider actual chronic pain, not just like, oh, I feel kind of bad today. I'll pop a Tylenol. No, I'm talking about chronic pain. Okay. So I went through the surgical procedure on July 11th. They, they fixed everything that they said they were going to fix. And the surgery was a success. It was an absolute success. So you're probably wondering why I'm dumping all this medical information on you right now. Well, it actually has to do with the real estate markets. I went through a, a very complex surgical procedure. Now, here's, here's, the, here's the agreement I had made with the folks at Lifestyles Unlimited that, that run the organization. I said, look, I'm going in for this surgery. It's going to be the same kind of surgery as I've had two times before. So as a result of that, I, I have a pretty good idea of what I think the recovery is going to be because I've already experienced it twice. And as a result of that, what I had done in the past was I'd been told by my doctor to take 30 days 
off. Now, the first first time I had the surgery done, that that first one I had done when I was in the military, I needed the 30 days off because, well, in, in the Army, we, we were really good at breaking bodies. And, and this is a guy that owns one of those broken bodies. So, you know, going back and doing Army related stuff in the first 30 days was just a recipe for disaster. So so I, I stayed on the sidelines at the end of 30 days. I got back into the fight. The second time I had the surgery, I was working for a municipal government. Now, the, the, the work wasn't as intense as Army type of work, but it was still stressful, and it still came with about an hour and a half commute every day. Uh, that's a, about 45 minutes one way, 45 minutes the other way. Does that make sense? Okay. So the doctor didn't want me in a car for an hour and a half for the first 30 days. I mean, they, he, was, he, was, he was very, very specific about that. If, if you can tell a commute... Maybe you could do that. Well, back in those days when I had the surgery done, the, the, the whole era of the telecommuting, you know, that the coronavirus brought, brought us, that, that didn't exist. And, and the type of work that I did, I, I actually needed to physically be there because we didn't have the automation platforms available to, to go, well, fully automated. All right. So I, again, sat on the sideline for 30 days following my doctor's orders. And when that 30 days was up, I got back into the fight. Now, I, okay, it's not necessarily a fight when you're working for municipal government, although it seems like it all the time. All right, fast forward to this summer. I had the surgery, but nobody knew that the surgery was going to be as intensive as it was because I didn't even know until like Friday night prior to the surgery on Monday morning. I didn't contact anybody. I didn't tell anybody that there's been a, a complete reorganization of how the surgery is going to go. And as a result of that, in my mind's eye, I was going to live up to the agreement I made with Lifestyles Unlimited, which was this. Okay, guys, I've done this surgery twice before. I took the 30 days off, mainly because the doctor didn't want me doing anything, you know, massively physical because he wants me to rest. Doing radio is, is not critically intensive on me. It's not. I mean, I, I, I enjoy what I do. I love communicating with you. I love sharing information with you. And as a result of that, I don't consider this stressful at all. So I told them, I said, look, I'm probably going to need about a week. I'm probably not going to have a voice for a week because they were going to go in through the front of my neck. And, and in doing so, they kind of take all of your voice box and your throat and stuff, and they kind of shove it out of the way so that they can work on the spine. Yeah, so when they put it all back together, you got a really bad sore throat, and you probably can't talk for a couple of days. That was my experience. So I said, okay, guys, give me a week to recover, and I'll be back in the saddle the following week. And, and they were like, oh, okay. So that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. When, when you heard me on the air... In July, what you heard was was a man that just went through a major surgery that was probably not supposed to be on the air. Let's just put it that way. I probably should not have been on the air. There's a couple of reasons why. OK, number one, the surgery was much more intensive than it was originally thought to be. And I kind of failed to communicate that. All right. Second of all, one of the pain meds that I was on was an opioid derivative. Now, I don't, I'm one of the few people probably in the world that doesn't have any issues with opioids. You can give me opioids and 
I'm okay with them. And then you can stop them like a moment later and I'm still going to be okay. I, I don't have an addiction to opioids. Thank God. However, I was on opioids. So, I mean, it's kind of like doing drugs and doing radio. Okay. Now I get it. I get it. There's, there's a whole rock music industry that's built on doing drugs and, and being on the radio. I get that. I get that. But that's not what we do here at Lifestyles Unlimited. And I don't want any of you to think that I take what I do here so cavalierish, if even that's a word, I take this very seriously. And one of the things that I shared with you when I was on the air was that, yeah, this was supposed to be a 90-day recovery. The piece of information I kind of failed to tell everybody at Lifestyles Unlimited. Well, Roger, he's, he's the guy that runs our radio operations. He's, first of all, he's a very successful real estate investor. He started with single family. He's now migrated up into multifamily. He's completely restructured his retirement game plan. And because he's got 40 years in the radio industry, he's actually come on board to help Lifestyles create the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network, which is what you're hearing now. This is just one of the shows that's a part of that. So, so Roger likes to, to listen to the shows just kind of in the background, just, you know, to be that extra ear to make sure we don't say anything stupid. And you know what he heard? He heard me saying something stupid. He did. He heard me say, yeah, well, I'm supposed to be like in bed for 90 days, but, uh, you know, I love doing this so much. I'm going to be on the air. Okay. That's all Roger needed to hear to basically call me up after the show and go, Hey, Al, did I hear that correctly? And I'm like, well, I don't know. What'd you hear? And he goes, did you say it's a 90-day recovery? And I went, yeah, but I feel great. And he's like, dude, you need 90 days. And he was emphatic about it. Emphatic about it. You need 90 days. I'm like, but man, I don't want to let you down. And he's like, you are not letting me down. You're letting yourself down. And I went, wow, he's spot on. He is spot on. See, and this gets back to the point that I was making at the beginning of the show. There are people in Lifestyles Unlimited in the organizational culture that, that provides all the services to our membership, which, by the way, you need to be a part of if you're not. This whole framework is built on helping other people. And if you're going to help other people, you also have to care about other people. And in the Lifestyles model, we don't, we don't look at the people that work for Lifestyles Unlimited as just mere cogs in the machine. Now, first of all, they're, they're qualified real estate investors. You have to be a qualified real estate investor to even make it onto the team because you have to understand what we do at Lifestyles Unlimited because if you don't even understand that, how are you going to help other people, right? Okay, so the second piece was this. There was, there was a big dose of love in that statement that Roger made to me. Now, it didn't sound very loving, did it? No, it kind of sounded like the boss coming down on me, which rightfully so, he needed to. But he did it from the standpoint of love and compassion. Everybody in the Lifestyles Unlimited community that I've talked to has expressed their love for me and their desire for me to be healthy. And I'll tell you what, you can't find that anywhere else. When we come back from the break, I'm gonna talk about the renter's market and tie all this together. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Successful Lifestyles Unlimited member retires in 10 months. The hardest part for me was to drop off my son, go to a job that I absolutely hated for five years, but know that that was a sacrifice that I needed to make, and then only be able to get to spend two hours with him after school before he had to go back to bed. So that's why 
Once we started and we joined Lifestyles, we said, okay, we have a roadmap. We know what we're gonna do. And then a month later, we find out we're pregnant with baby number two. And we're like, okay, we gotta kick it up a notch. So that's how we were able to purchase four different properties and um, replace in 10 months, replace my income in 10 months so that whenever I finished maternity leave, I didn't have to go back to work. I think a, I think a couple weeks before she baby came out is when we closed on a fourplex and that was enough for her not to have to go back to work. Are you ready for your roadmap to real estate retirement? Attend the online free workshop just like Carolina did. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Hey, welcome back to the show. All right, so you're probably wondering when I'm going to actually start talking about real estate. I just seem to be immersed in my own medical mischief, and, you know, that's not why you tuned in. But let me, let me connect the dots for you. First of all, there was a high probability going into this surgery that I could have either died or came out of the surgery as a partial or full paraplegic. You heard me correctly. You got to remember the surgeon's going in and he is repairing things that are affecting my spinal column. And as a result of that, one, one little oopsie that he may have made could, could have nicked my spinal column and I could be in a wheelchair. Now here's the beautiful thing. If that had happened to me, I actually have a, a good friend who's a Lifestyles Unlimited member, who is a quadriplegic. Now, I bring this up because if that had happened to me, that would have been the first guy I would have called because that's the guy that understands exactly what I'm going through. Does that make sense? It makes total sense to me. I'm sure it makes total sense to you. Let's add on to that. I have a, I have a new scar. I do. I have a new scar. It starts right about, you know, if, if you put your hand on the back of your head and kind of like right in the middle, there's, there's kind of like a bone there right at the base of your skull, right? You, you feel that? Yeah, I know you're doing it, right? Okay. So, so right about from there, all the way down to, if, if you can touch between your shoulder blades, I can barely do it anymore and I can only do it with one arm. That's where the surgical scar exists. So literally from the middle of my head, all the way down to the center of my shoulder blades, I have a surgical scar. And what happened to me was a lot of trauma. See, when, when they, they went through the process of the surgery, there was a lot of trauma that was inflicted upon my body just, just getting to the surgical site. See, a lot of muscles that either had to be moved out of the way or, or actually cut and then reattached in order to go back to where they're supposed to go. Yeah, this, this surgery was like a seven and a half hour surgery. It, it was, it was, it was a pretty big deal. And I will tell you that, you know, my, my wife, Tina and my, my kids, they were, they were a little nervous. They were a little concerned. I am now what I consider partially recovered. Yeah. It's, 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 it's legitimately a nine month recovery. The reason I'm back on the air now is that I've had the opportunity to recover. I've had the opportunity to work on things to 
enhance the recovery. And I went back to my surgeon and I said, look, Lifestyles won't let me do radio unless I get a note from you saying I can do radio. And he goes, well, we'll give you that note when you're ready. And I went, okay. All right. So the point I'm making and the point I was making at the end of the last segment is that there are a lot of people that were more concerned with me than what I was doing with radio. And that's and that that came across in volumes to me. It did. I would get emails from you guys like Gordon sent me an email. And he, OK, my last name's Gordon. His first name is Gordon. Gordon's a guy that retired himself with six single family properties. He didn't need a lot of money to, to make his ends meet. And what he determined was he needed six properties to get it done. Gordon became a member of Lifestyles Unlimited and went to work buying those six properties and got himself to a place of retirement. Gordon sent me a nice little email saying, hey, man, hoping your recovery is doing well. And he's just one of many, many people. I tell you, I could, I could spend the rest of the show thanking each and every one of you that have, that have reached out to me and, and told me that you care about me, that, that you care about what I do and that you care about me as a person. And... That's the feedback that I've been getting from, from everywhere during this whole recovery period. Now, when it comes to real estate, I have the exact same experience, exact same experience when it comes to real estate. And you're going, what are you talking about now, Al? Okay, here's what I'm talking about. As a member of Lifestyles Unlimited, I have people that care about my success. They care about whether I'm successful as a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. And it's, it's not the people necessarily that, that provide all the education and services that I as a Lifestyles Unlimited member benefit from. It's, it's all the other people that are also members that are, that are part of my network, that are part of, part of what I do in real estate. They're concerned about me. They're concerned about my success. So it's really no different with, with the health thing. Everybody was rooting for my success, getting back to full health. I'm not there yet, but I will tell you, I am well on my way. As a matter of fact, let me, let me just tell you the success of the surgery so far. Going into the surgery, and, and I was telling Rick this uh, before the show. Rick's my producer. He's, he's the guy that gets me all warmed up and keeps me on track and tells me where I goof up sometimes. But I was talking to, to Rick, and, and I said, you know, it's, it's amazing. I was living with level 8 pain, you know, that, that pain scale that your doctor shows you with the, the sad faces and the smiley faces on it, okay, and you go from the smiley face to the sad face, right, okay? So I was always running about an 8 every day. It was an 8, okay, and I would spike to 9s and 10s. I mean, I'd be like that, that guy that would, would be crying. Now, I wouldn't let you see me crying, but I'd be like crying, right? And that's how I live my life, and, and, and I just moved through life dealing with that level of pain because I just didn't know anything different, and when I had the heart attack, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything about the pain afterwards because I had to go through the blood thinners. Well, once I finally got off the blood thinners, I could have the surgery, and now I'm running about a level two. You heard me correctly. I said I'm, I'm right around a number two when it comes to my cervical pain. Now, I really have not taken any medications for for my cervical pain. I took a little gabapentin last night. It helps me sleep. But other than that, I'm, I'm actually doing really well. Now, the, the big monkey 
on my body right now is my lower back. See, my lower back is a little bit upset because that's where all pain started originating from when I like turned 40. Yeah. Most of you guys that turned 40, you're like, Oh dude, I'm right there with you. I know. I know. And those of you that haven't turned 40 yet, trust me, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's just going to happen. I'm just telling you at the end of the day, my lower back is now becoming the source of my pain. But with my lower back, I was able to get something called nerve ablations done. So in other words, they went in and they, they killed off all the nerves running from my L5 down to my, I don't even know, S4? Yeah, I think that's, that's how they, they work. So basically, 10 different nerves get ablated. In other words, they, they stick needles in there and then they essentially kill the nerve. They fry it. They burn it. Whatever they do. Okay. And so what that does for me is that gets rid of a lot of arthritic pain that runs right across my hip line, but it doesn't do anything for the, the pain that sits right at the, the nerve site location right along my spine. So we're going to get some MRIs done on that and see if there's anything we can do to fix that. All right. Enough of the stalling. I'm going to get into the information that I had planned to share with you about two months ago. Yeah, or actually closer to three months ago. It's, I guess it's been almost three months since I've been on, on the radio because I've been recovering because people have basically helped me understand that I need to take my health a lot more seriously than I had been taking it. Yeah, and it, I'll tell you, for, for a guy that served 27 years in the United States Army who thought he was, for the most part, bulletproof, at least nobody shot me and killed me when I was, when I was in, so I, I must have been, right, to... To be told by other people that you need to take care of yourself, we're, we're worried about you. It's 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 huge. It's really huge because what it does is it moves you away from who you are as an individual, and it moves you towards who you are as part of a bigger team, a bigger element than you yourself are. Yeah, serious as a heart attack. <laughs> you like that pun? Okay, let's get to the renter's market. So this is what. I was going to share back in July. Keep in mind, this data that I'm sharing with you right now is about three months stale. I want you to know that I'm sharing with you stale information. You good with that? Okay. Rent prices are rising in San Antonio with median rent for a three-bedroom home increasing by 13% year over year. According to My San Antonio... Rent hikes are due to a combination of factors, including relocation within the city, in-migration from other parts of Texas, in other words, people from other parts of Texas moving to the San Antonio market, and a low supply of inventory. In other words, a low supply of available units to rent. Yeah, what I'm doing is I'm describing to you what the San Antonio housing market was like three months ago. Now, check it out. Do you think any of that's changed? Do you think any of that's changed? Now, I know some of you are going to go, well, wait, 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 wait. Interest rates just went through the roof. That's not what I'm asking you about. I'm asking you if the, any of that salient information has changed. And I would submit to you, I think it has changed. I think it's become even more difficult for people coming to San Antonio to rent a property because there's a lack of available inventory. And, and also, I think rents are still being pushed up based on supply and demand. I absolutely do. Now, some of you would say, well, hey, you know what? We, I've been listening to Del Wamsley, too, and, and Del's got a slightly different take on that. 
Okay, let's let's address Dell's take. See, Dell's take has to do with the fact he believes prices are coming down. I just told you prices are going up. Who's right? Well, we're both right. And here's why. Dell said prices are going to be coming down. They're going to be pushing downwards. Matter of fact, I, I watched a news story this morning that said, oh, sellers are panicking. Yeah, they can't they can't sell their properties. I'm like, does anybody realize that we just stepped away from a massive seller's market and that prices in the San Antonio market, as well as across the entire United States, have swelled immensely? And so if prices come down a little bit, you know what? Are you Are you getting hammered? No, you're not. You just didn't get the top of market pricing, but you're still going to do very well if you sell your property. I'm talking about something different. I'm talking about the amount of money that an individual will spend to rent a place to habitate in. In other words, a place to rent, a place to live. Because of a lack of available inventory, because... People are being attracted to the San Antonio market because there are more renters than there are available properties to rent. Rental prices, they're still going up, folks. Yeah, I'm serious. Now, let me get back to this article. San Antonio is known as one of the most stable markets for rental activity. I'm going to read that again. I'm going to read that again because I want you to understand that the San Antonio market is a very viable market for you when you become a real estate investor. I don't care where you live. I don't care if you're in Houston. I don't care if you're in Alaska. I don't care if you're in the Virgin Islands. The San Antonio market, I think, is an excellent market. I really do. San Antonio is known as one of the most stable markets for rental activity in the United States, according to the San Antonio Business Journal. About 60% of rental applications came from renters moving from somewhere else within the city. Okay, so what that means is we've got people that are leaving one location, but they're not moving out of town. Maybe they're moving across town. Who knows why? Doesn't matter why. But if you've got available rental property, there are available qualified renters for you to rent that property to. Strong performance of the rental market in the San Antonio region is one reason why Wallet Hub ranks San Antonio as one of the best cities for renters. It didn't say landlords. It says for renters. Well, why is that? Well, the report dug into like 180 different rental markets using the same key measures that real estate investors use, that people like me, I'm just reading from the article, including activity in the real estate market, cost of living, and growth in the job market. Do you think that those are things that are not only important to us as real estate investors, but they're also important to our clients, the people that we rent to? Absolutely. So here's some of the, here's some of the key stats that came out. The median rent in the San Antonio area was $1,700 a month for a three-bedroom, two-bath home, according to something called Zumper. Okay, I guess they, they, they look at rental rates. Rents in the San Antonio area have decreased by 13% year over year. Excuse me, I said decreased. I meant increased. Increased by 13% year over year. Over the past three years, rent for a three-bedroom home in San Antonio has increased by about... 21%. Renter-occupied households in San Antonio make up 39% of the total occupied housing units 
in the metropolitan area? Yes, that means almost 40%, almost four out of 10 units that people live in, in San Antonio, are being utilized by people that don't own them. Yeah. Now, the most affordable neighborhoods in San Antonio for renters include the uh, Quintana, Salado Valley, and Sunny Slope areas, where average rents were less than $900 per month. And the most expensive neighborhoods in San Antonio for renters were, and, and we don't rent there. We, I, I don't own any properties in these places, because when you become a member, you'll realize that the more you pay for a property, the, the, the less it influences your returns. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. But the most expensive neighborhoods for renters right now are Forest Crest, King William. Yeah, definitely King William downtown. And and just the general downtown San Antonio area where rents are ranging between, get this, $3,169 and $4,500 per month. Okay, so so what it, what it tells you is that San Antonio three months ago was a hot place to rent. It was a hot place to own. It was a hot place to be a real estate investor. And I would tell you, as we fast forward into the fourth quarter of the year 2022, that hasn't changed. That hasn't changed. I don't care that rental units have not increased. I don't care that interest rates have like doubled since I, you know, had the surgery. I don't care about any of that stuff. What I do care about is the demographic information that specifically tells me the San Antonio market is an excellent market for me as a real estate investor. Excellent market for me as a real estate investor. Let that sink in. So you're probably wondering, all right, you're telling me I need to invest in San Antonio. Well, actually, I'm not telling you you have to invest in San Antonio. I'm just telling you San Antonio is a great market based on my criteria. And I'm sharing my criteria with you because that's one of those things that we do at Lifestyles Unlimited. We share information with each other. As a matter of fact, the information that I'm sharing with you today was shared with me by another Lifestyles member who wanted to give me some information. I thought this was great information for you to hear and utilize, so I'm sharing it with you. At the end of the day, I don't care where you choose to invest. I don't care what you choose to invest in. What I do care is that you change what you're doing. Because the one thing I'm absolutely convinced of is that there is a completely better way for you to change the path that you're on. If you're, if you're listening to these shows and you're going, man, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around this. I can't, I can't figure out how to get this done. We have a solution. We have, we have a complete solution for you. It's called our free workshop. Yeah, we want you to check out our free workshop. You're going to invest an hour and a half of your time, maybe two hours if you stick around for questions and answers, but it's about an hour and a half of your time. And what we will provide to you is what we call the, the, the entry level to our roadmap to real estate investing. Now, everything we do at Lifestyles Unlimited is based off this thing we call, we, we still call it a roadmap. The roadmap is designed to give you direction on where you can go. Now, interesting thing about a roadmap, it, even the one on your phone, is it's only as good as the time that image was taken, right? Okay, same thing with the stats that I read to you today. But 
all very viable and very relevant. Welcome back. I'm so glad to be back with you, and I look forward to chatting with you guys later on. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.